All right, how are you getting on? You well? Or should I say, are you Noel? Noel, 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 Noel. God is the king of Israel. Little kids singing that. Little Irish kids. Little lads from Canberra to be singing that. It's mad, isn't it? Not to say that they shouldn't be religious, but... Anyway, how are you doing? You good? Uh, ho, 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 you getting on? I'm Santa Claus, huh? Um, how was things? I shouldn't even be here today. I'm on patern- paternity leave. And then I had a few little podcasts in the pipeline. Um, but I, t- I had to break my pat leave. Uh, we had a, do- a stunning little door. Terry Terry gave birth. We we gave birth. You know? We're having... Because we always say we're pregnant, you know? But then all of a sudden the we... All of a sudden goes walkabout. And all of a sudden it's all about Terry when the baby's born. No, she did great. We did great. We did wonderfully. Uh, we kept our cool. It didn't hurt us. <laughs> I know she was amazing. She, um... Terry... I don't know if she minded me telling you this. She gave birth... On all fours, and then caught the baby, and I couldn't believe what I saw. I saw it was like a fucking, it was like seeing a Navi born. She she all of a sudden became a feral, uh, you know, Navi warrior, kind of like Nateri, uh, giving birth and caught the fucking baby. And we're on the ground. I was I was one of the most impressive things. I was crying from the sheer shock of like, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> it was like seeing Rey Mysterio do a front, do a fucking, you know. Uh, 619 off a ladder even if he can do that I don't even know if he can do that it was mad it was brilliant <laughs> you know like oh my god so it was pretty cool uh, so she's there next door so I want to go back to her right to my girls right so I'm going to bang I'm going to fucking bang this uh, toy show podcast out right Um, and I'm not going to get down in the weeds with this okay I'm not going to get down in the weeds with this look this is the third annual review of children <laughs> performing on the toy show and i and i look there's two wolves who live inside me okay when i when i i'm objectively watching the late late right one is a big wolf that says there's 3 million people watching this they should do better they should do better why don't why isn't this show better why is this so formulaic why is this so cookie cutter take out dust off an old fucking doc file in on the microsoft OneDrive in rte and then go control f find uh, and then replace with every single year control find the theme delete the word frozen insert wizard of oz delete jokes about frozen insert jokes about wizard of oz replace ed sheeran with a video of emma watson you know that was a bad choice <laughs> that was an example of a bad choice at the late late toy show but i find it very formulaic and i damn is the wolf that I feed. Which one do you feed? Ah, that lives inside you. And he's very hungry. And he says this show should be much better. This wolf that lives inside me. And then I have another wolf that looks at these kids and is like, these fucking brave, these brave, gorgeous kids. These kids who willingly went onto RTE. And if you put anything on RTE, you are all of a sudden in the firing line of the public. And I mean really the firing line. Like you were the enemy. You are... Uh, you have popped your head above no man's land out of the trenches, and they, these kids are there, lighting fucking fags. Don't care, don't care if the embers are there. And it's like, if you're gonna fucking shoot me, then shoot me. They say these kids, and they're so brave. And I think it's amazing that they go on there and the effort that they make. So this is the wolf inside me. It's like these are just kids, and if any kid, if any, sorry, any fucking Facebook comedian with a podcast started having a go at my child. Saying she wasn't good enough to sing uh, Defying Gravity <laughs> on the Late Late Toy Show. If someone said that about my daughter, 
Like, I might think, maybe, I might have thought that about the kid, right? With the greatest respect to the kids. They're brave. But then there's this wolf that's like, okay, if anyone said that about my daughter, that she couldn't sing Defying Gravity, I would flay this creep. I'd flay him. I would flay him. I would tie him to a cross and flay him. I would peel the skin off his body. And I'd, and I'd go full, uh, you know, uh, Gaddafi on him by, by putting stuff up his butt. I just keep putting stuff up his butt, right? Until he was like, please, nothing else in my butt. Hey, you know, I would do that to this man if he had a, a single thing to say about my darling daughter or son. You know, uh, you know, if Sonny went on Lele and started singing Defying Gravity, guess what? If anyone even says boo to a goose, if anyone even coughs, I'm going to fucking cut your head off. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm coming from. So I don't want to be, I have a platform. And when I was on, uh, when I did, covered the Late Late Valentine special, uh, I was having a go at everyone on there. And then like five of them got in touch and they were like, ah, oh, well, you know, like, you know, I fuck. It's just a bit of fun, you know, getting on lately. It's just a bit of fun, you know. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm not having a go at you. And I have to realize that some people don't have a reach. These are citizens, you know. And although I feel like a constant fucking twisted outsider, nonconformist and everything, uh, grunge freak, right, uh, I still have a platform, and that comes with some level of responsibility. So I can't get into the weeds how I normally would about really having to go with these kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. One thing I'll say briefly that should hopefully cover the whole thing. I did watch the Late Late Toy Show and I didn't think it was very good. And it's not on the kids. Oh my God, it's not on the kids. But if I was to say something about the kids, I would say the spotlight stage school are slipping. You're getting complacent in your monopoly of representation on Irish TV, the spotlight stage school. I think you need to bring back the old fucking Billy Barry, Billy Barry fucking kids. Billy Barry doing the Bartman. That's what you need to be bringing back, okay? Because I don't know if these... I don't. I think the Spotlight Stage School are rolling out any old show. <laughs> Look, I would just say, there might be a baby born every minute, but there isn't a star born every minute, okay? With the greatest respect to everyone. There is not a star born every minute. Uh, you know, Kate, a Kate Bush. <laughs> I don't know why she came to mind. But uh, Kate Bush comes along once every 10 years. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, who are we kidding? Once every 30 years. But, like, I don't know, a Olivia Rodrigo comes across, comes, you know, comes around every five years. And there was no Olivia Rodrigo's on this. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's no Paramours on this. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just saying, if if there was not a kid who was up to the chops, I think the onus is on the producers of the Late Late Toy Show to say, listen, Charlotte, you did... Thanks so much for coming in, hon. But it's not your year. It's not your year, hon. But uh, listen, you're not going to be on the Late Late Toy Show because that wasn't very good, hon, Okay. But I want you to know that if you work your buttons off and you come back next year, I swear you'll also be able to audition again. And if it's not good enough, you also won't come on. <laughs> you know, I, why, why doesn't anyone have just, you know, just take a child. You can you can actually do so good for a child. I would have loved a participation medal growing up. OK, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a, I'm a sport averse, sensitive creative okay and i would have loved getting a participation medal but i tell you what i really would have liked is someone being that's a good drawing but you know what i think you can do a bit better do you know what you've got a lot of, you got a lot of you got a lot of spunk kid <laughs> kid i'm your mentor you got a lot of spunk right now you just work on that for a year and you come back and i swear you'll have a great chance to do do something you know what i mean i think that i think that would help some of these kids if that kid had a year to be like okay 
I've been given a year. They said I'm not ready, but they said in a year's time, I might be on the late late. Spend a whole year being like, I'm going to be on the late late. I'm going to be on the late late. I'm going to be on the late late. Um, Charlotte, do you want to have pizza? We're going to, you know, we're going to go to have some pizza and watch whatever. Uh, I'm a celebrity. She goes, ma'am, I'd love to have pizza, but I need to practice my song. You know what I mean? Hey, rather than go. Anyway, so that's all I'll say about that. Spotlight stage school, you're slipping and you can't just be rolling out any old stuff with the greatest respect to these brave, incredible kids. I will also say another thing, right? No, we'll get to that when we come to that. All right. Now we'll, all right so let's start the show. Um, also, I will say uh, one last thing on the child performances. Um, I think uh, singing, okay, we've seen it. Plenty of that. Thanks very much. Great to see there was some comedy this year, okay? Um, but I think do get a, kind of an Ireland's Got Talent model, you know? Get dancing in. I know they do dancing. Um, magic tricks. Some kid, you know, doing impressions. You know, have a kid drink a pint of water while making a puppet's mouth scream, you know? You know? I think that'd be impressive. Or do you know what? To be, even just have a fucking kid drink a glass of water really fast, you know? Because we're all cheering for the sake of just cheering anyway, you know? The audience are 90% of the kind of like, hey, is a, is a pure participation, you know? Go on, act good on you trying, you know? And that's something that I, I don't, you know, uh, we're not getting into that. I'm just saying. Look, you know, early on in comedy, you know, you're happy to get a kind of way. And then you're like, don't be giving me any more ways, all right? Did you like it or did you not like it? There was a guy, right? We played in the Battle of the Bands one time. Uh, and I was hosting it. Um, and this guy, he was in a band. And he wore a cane mask, right? He wore a cane mask. He was in a metal band and he wore a cane mask, right? And um, he got up on the mic before we started. And he was like, look, if you don't like it, don't clap. I don't want any of your pee. <laughs> you know, and then straight into, I don't know, what was it? Probably fucking schism, <laughs> you know? Um, look, don't clap if you don't like wearing a cane mask. Ten-year-old boy. <laughs> no, we probably have 14. Look, if you don't like it, don't clap, all right? Anyway, here's schism. <laughs> anyway, so look, um, we start with the late late, all right? This, um, and it starts how it always starts. Kids being like, what? What is this? Hey, hey. And this is where they're really overacting. This is where you should have a director being like, okay, yeah, we get that you're fascinated that you're in a world that's strange and different. But don't overdo it. You know what I mean? If you were actually surprised, you'd be scared. Be scared. Don't be curious. Don't be so fucking curious. So they're in a world. Anyway, there's kids waiting on the bus to get the bus to Oz, right? And I'm not talking about goddamn Schillinger and uh, Beecher from the show Oz, although that would have been a fun um, fun, <laughs> fun theme. You know, Ryan comes out dressed as um, Adebisi <laughs> with his little hat. And he's like, give me your, I, I just want some tits, McManus. I just want some tits. You know, have you seen Oz? It's good. Uh, well, it's not actually good. It's as formulaic as the Late Late Show. It's literally as formulaic as the Late Late Show, except it's just really violent and brutal. But it's not good. I won't have anyone tell me Oz is good. It's shocking. It's not good. Um, so, yeah, so they're getting on a, a Dublin bus to Oz, right? There's kids, and they're, they're kind of they've, they've the color coordination of the characters of The Wizard of Oz. You've got a kind of Tin Man. You've got a, a, a Lion. You've got a Dorothy. Um Whoever dog, it's probably a, one of them. Probably dressed as a dog. I don't remember. Anyway, a, a bus shows up and it says Oz on it, right? But it's a Dublin bus. <laughs> and let me tell you, pal, I'd be boarding the bus to Oz every time I get down that back and go. <laughs> There's lads always getting the fucking bus to Oz whenever I'm on it, token away. 
Bus driver hitting that button. Dublin bus would like to remind passengers that you cannot smoke in Dublin bus. Dub- you can hear him. You can hear him tapping it from downstairs. Dublin bus. Dublin bus would like to remind passengers there's no smoking. No smoking. <laughs> Here, I'm on the bus to Oz, pal. <laughs> no fucking button is out. Oi, tin man, you've no heart. You've no heart. You know, lads would be seeing mad shit. Um, but yeah, it is a Dublin bus to Oz, unfortunately. I try and avoid the Dublin. Ever since I got a bike, I have a little folding, foldable bike. Proper dad dad bike shit. Uh, ever since I got that bike, I will cycle. I'd be cycling, you know, furthest I've cycled maybe Stony Bar, but I'm in Dublin 14. It's pretty far. Pretty far, you know? I'd be cycling out to, if we're ever in the uh, the, the Royal Oak, I'll bring my bike there. It's mi- that's miles away, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? So I would do that over a Dublin bus. Um, I, I wouldn't even board a Dublin bus to Pandora. You know, if Neytiri herself was bent into the driver's seat, hunched over, chewing on her knees because it's so small of a space, and she's like, come in, we're going to Pandora. I'd be like, and a Dublin bus? And a Dublin bus? No, thank you. No, thank you. And I'm so sorry to let you go, you know. <laughs> I love you. Um, although I have my own Neytiri now. Um, well, she always was. Anyway, moving on. So one of the kids is a furry, has a little tail. Um, and I said they're kind of representing the side of the furries. Um, and then a, a little kind of a sharp, pointy-featured man is driving the bus. Who is this? Is it a crescent moon? No! He's got little straw hair. It's um, Tuberty as a scarecrow. And he's got he's got hair tussled like straw, with a little straw like he was rolling around intimately in the bales of hay with, I don't know, a book. Who we can Probably a book, knowing him. Um, you know, no, Mr. Tuberty, you cannot return this book. I know what you do with these books. Mr. Tuberty, you cannot return this copy of the Kama Sutra to this uh, Wrath Minds library. I know what you do. There's hay all over, and the pages don't open. Um, anyway, there's a big song and dance. Oz is the theme, which I'm here for. It's old as shit. It's classic. There's no current IP that's going to make a, a wad of cash from this sponsorship. You know, it's not frozen. You're not going to have a bunch of kids watching something and being like, I need to run to the Disney store now to get myself a Tin Man. You know what I mean? It's just classic IP. The Dorothy gaff looks great. It looks like kind of a smashed gaff. Um, that's the kind of bookstop spot. It's fun. You know, but when I see even the bookstop spot and I see the band and I see the stage and yes, they've changed it out. It just is, I'm already getting a bit nervous of how formulaic this is going to be. And I know you're, there's things that you expect, and we'll get into them when we get into them. You know, the 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 four wheeled kids. <laughs> you know, the kids who have four wheels. They come by. The bike kids are going to be coming by in a little bit. You know, it's going to ramp up in terms of the heartstring stories. You know, it's going to start off light. Tuberty's going to come out and do some puns based on the theme. I would love to see a complete revamp personally, but I'm 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 too happy right now to really lay into it. <laughs> I'm too happy in my life right now to lay into it. Anyway, big song and dance, yeah, yeah. The Munchkin kids are MVPs for me. They kind of look, they have little bald heads. They have makeup that makes them look kind of like kind of um, Max. What's his name? Max Headroom. You know those, those kind of weird kind of skin fake prosthetics. Like um, what's the android from Red Dwarf? They have that kind of vibe going. I'm here for it. It's cool. They're they're pumping and locking with sharp limbs. Um, they're an absolute credit to the Spotlight Stage School. I have to say, give these kids the spotlight, um, because they'll know what to do with it. Uh, the crowd are, are are popping. You think it's going to be a good show, right? There's even one lad. Oh, my God, there's one lad. One lad who the Sun called, the Irish newspaper, the Sun called, you know, crowds love, or the public love the latest, uh, late, late, say it's the best in years, which I strongly disagree with. I think it's one of the worst I've seen in a long time. But anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that. 
And then it says, but they say it was ruined by one man whooping in the crowd. <laughs> and I really want to meet this guy. He was like, yes, yes. I'm actually jealous of him. I'm jealous of his boogie. Um, anyway, no place like home, blah, 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 blah. Um, Tuberty does a couple of puns. He comes out and he's like, um, you know, oh, do you, we, I hope you're all blown away, he says, you know, because of the hurricane. Hang on, I'm going to have a sip of my tea. Um, he says, uh, the scarecrow was outstanding in his field. Well, I thought you were the scarecrow. I thought you were actually the scarecrow. Um, and then he says, um, the Tin Man was foiled again, and then he went to Copperface Jacks. That just seems like there was two jokes there that you didn't really have, and you, you merged them together, which I'm here for. Which I'm here for. Um, not I mean, I'm here for me doing it, do a bunch of punters and the workmans because I've rushed my set, but you've got three million people watching. You know what I mean? You got three million, three million people watching. Did anyone call Carl Spain? Did anybody pick up the phone and ask Carl Spain just to do a, a once-over on any of this? You know. Um, anyway, onto the toys. Tuberty gets in a little UFO thing. It's a little kind of spinny thing that's like a four-wheel thing. I always think to myself, yeah, oh, I save this for the parade later on. You know, the the four-wheel parade. Um, and actually, that would have been fun. Is he, if he was sitting in this little UFO thing, if he was interviewing kids on the way, that would have been fun. He doesn't do that. Then he picks up a Velociraptor toy, right? A Velociraptor puppet. There's actually a puppet section here, which I was very happy with. I, look at me, fucking love puppets. You know how much I love puppets. I use them to get my son to do whatever he wants. I've told you time and time again. If my son is freaking out, he doesn't even want to put a sock on. And he's like, no, no, to put one sock on. I just throw the pirate puppet on my hand. And I'm like, do you want to put on your sock, me hearty? And he goes, yeah, 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 I will, yeah, I will. He completely drops the act, which is why I think he's bullshit half the time, right? Because he drops the act. He acts like, well, as soon as I put that hand puppet on, it's like I'm not even in the room. He's just talking directly to this. He's, he doesn't even offer me the fucking courtesy of gently coming out of the previous emotion. He just drops it. It was a total act. Yeah, yeah, I will, yeah. I'll put that sock on. And then what we do then, pirate, you know? And I'm like, you fucking... Anyway, so um, I love puppets, and I love the power of puppets, right? Um, so he takes out this Velociraptor puppet, and he goes, so this is a uh, di- uh, Velociraptor, hmm, what is it, Velociraptor, <laughs> whatever, it's a dinosaur puppet. And I'm like, do you actually not know what uh, Velociraptor is? Probably the second most popular dinosaur of all time, you actually don't even know the fucking name of it. Don't be talking about dinosaurs on TV, you don't even know the name of it, right? Doesn't even know the name of this, Velociraptor. And then he goes, um... Well, I think this one's a little bit sad because he just broke up with his Tyrannosaurus ex. And I'm like, if he was in a relationship with a T-Rex, then he got away lucky with just a broken heart. Most phenomenal, the king of beasts. Are you joking me? Lucky thing, right? Getting away. And then he takes out a Coco Melon uh, toy, which I, look, I don't know if you got kids and you showed them Coco Melon. But for me, Coco Melon, I I get I kind of I, I I don't I don't like I read a thing about Coco Melon right the show this kid you probably seen it this uncanny valley fucking kid and family and they get big eyes and it, they move really slow and weird and there's a weird slow but also sped up frame rate I read a thing about it and it's like crack for kids the dopamine in these kids if you can get a kid onto anything other than Coco Melon oh my god anything we show my son he can talk about being like there's a dog there's a cat whatever you know you show him Coco Melon. It's like when I turn it off, it's like he's been staring at a fucking hypnotic frog for the last hour, whatever, you know? And I'm like, what did you see? And he goes, I don't remember. Daddy, I don't remember. Where'd you get that voice? Oh, no. Anyway, so he picks up a Coco Melon toy, Ryan does, and a Bluey doll. Love Bluey. I'll talk about more of that a different day, not right now. Um, and then he presses the sound boxes on them and he holds them up to his ears. And he's trying to do this kind of bit where it's kind of like, oh, God, can you, you know, the sound of all those repetitive noises that you hear on Christmas Day from all these toys? 
and he's trying to recreate that kind of scene. But you can't hear them. You can't hear the sound boxes. They're not close enough to the microphone. And then he's also kind of like, you know, he's acting like he's like, oh, like he's freaking out. And someone wrote that down. Do you know? I was just thinking that. Someone wrote that down. That joke. Someone wrote that down. And then he was like, and then he could put them up to his head and be like, um, and uh, you know, like afraid of them, you know, like that would be. I don't know if you are if any marketeers listen to that, but do you ever have something? Do you ever like uh, be in the pitch meeting for something and someone pitches something and it's something like that? They're a bit hungover. They haven't fully. They haven't had their their baraka, you know. And like I was thinking, maybe you pick some of the toys and you're kind of like, ah, I'm like a bit afraid of them. And you know, one of those kind of suggestions that doesn't even get the courtesy of like, okay, you know, it's just kind of like. And then literally people move on, and that person thinks is so hungover. They're like, "Am I? Am I actually a ghost? Am I actually a ghost? Did was that such a bad suggestion that I'm actually a ghost <laughs> that I died, and or was I lucky enough to die before I gave that shite suggestion here at that pitch meeting? You know, because no one responded to me. Or did you ever send like a WhatsApp? I sent a WhatsApp to my friends, and I'm like, "All right, so guys, when are we going to go see Avatar? I have these dates. I even like." was going to like, you know, and then no one responded. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to see Avatar on my own. <laughs> I'm going to see Avatar 2 on my own, right? No one responded. Because it was in the middle of another conversation. But it was one of those. You ever have that on WhatsApp? You put one one little uh, comment up, you know, and then the conversation moves on quickly. And you think to yourself, oh, did they actually see that? Have I died? Am I dead? <laughs> you know, you have that split second thing. Am I, di- am I dead? Is this a dream? Um, well, that is the sort of response that this stupid joke deserved uh, that they forced uh, the national broadcaster Ryan Tuberty to do in front of three million people. It's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. Um, anyway, then the band are dressed as leprechauns, which I thought was fucking shit. Um, I know they're going for a kind of Emerald City thing, but they look like they just rocked up, um, dropped a dime in, in fucking carols. Uh, not good enough, Imho. And then they play with a stretchy jab of the hut. That's fun. I wouldn't mind having that. Although I tell you this, I'm reluctant to mess with any of the stretchies. Armstrong, any of them, um, because we had a stretch Armstrong, and they have this there's this kind of there's this kind of uh, powder on it, and we we wore the arse off this stretch Armstrong, me and my brother, like we'd be like almost like jumping down the stairs, bungee jumping, you know, with this thing, right? And it got to the point where it was stretching so much that the the dust was kind of coming off, it, and we rubbed it in our eyes, and our eyes were just fucking stinging for weeks. Me and Andy with like big red eyes just stretching this thing, hooked on it. You know, um, so I'm very reluctant. Maybe they, maybe there's a different chemical compound um, in those things, but I'm very reluctant to give my young fella a stretchy anything. You know, and there's just there's also like <laughs> there's also, you be playing with a stretch Armstrong and you're having a great time, and then all of a sudden there's a little hole in it and it starts secreting goo. And this thing that was like this toy, who you be like putting in your mouth and like fucking around with. As soon as your parents see the goo coming out, they're like, oh, get no poison, poison. It's poison. It's poison now. We were having a good thing now. Now it's poison. <laughs> now take it away. The thing is dead. Uh, God is dead, poison, you know, and it's like, how did this, it's just mad as a child where you're like, how did it go from something so fun and carefree to something that'll kill me? It's mad. It's like that puffer fish that you get at sushi that can kill you. Um, Simpsons trivia, what's that called? Simpsons trivia quiz, what is the name of the puffer fish that uh, Homer eats and believes he only has a few days left to live? Here's a Simpsons trivia quiz. I don't remember, personally. Anyway, then we're on to a child. Lucy comes out. She's in a unicorn scooter. The girls just want to have fun. Um, you know this is going to be a bit of crack now. Uh, she's coming out on the scooter. Made a great entrance. Um, she's got three brothers and one on and one on the way for Christmas. She's from Galway. One on the way from Christ- for Christmas. Um, 
She says, her brothers are loud, but she still loves them. Well, I tell you, Lucy, can I just say, right, every bird that I've known that has had brothers, she, they're actually fucking good chat, you know what I mean? They, they, they do good chat. They can give it as well as they can take it, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, slagging matches and all. So... You'll have your pick of the blokes, <laughs> Lucy. You'll have your pick of the fucking blokes now because you'll be such good chat. I have to say that now. Uh, and then she says, my mammy's, well, my mammy's in hospital now. And you hear a bit of a, oh, from the audience, right? But then Ryan is very fucking quick to be able to say, yeah, but it's nothing bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's nothing bad. Like, she's just coming, she's because she's giving birth. And um, she'll be back soon. Like, Ryan's very quick to be like, no, it's not one of them ones now. You know, the heartstrings, put them back in your pocket. And you can take them out uh, in part three or four. Um, so they play with an ice cream set. Um, she's totally mature about it personally. She's got a Play-Doh ice cream set. She's pulling the arm down on the thing. that's It's secreting uh, Play-Doh in a kind of um, a creamy kind of way. Uh, Ryan Tuberty looks like it's shit. He's like, he's like, oh, oh, he's pulling her face as if it's shit. You know? We thought that was very inappropriate. This child is mature enough to be able to make an ice cream. And Tubbs is like, it's kind of like shit. Lucy, Lucy, is it just me or is this big, this play to look a bit like shit coming out of your fucking butt? Is it? This poop? You know, anyway, she wants to be a singing vet, um, which is good. And that's the kind of thing that captures the hearts. Um, you know, it kind of captures the, um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I want to be two things. I want to be a vet and I want to be a singer. I'm going to be a singing vet. You know, that's the kind of thing that makes you remember what it's like to be a child, you know, of how exciting it is, of how, you know, the, the endless possibilities, you know. Um, so I liked that. I didn't really have a bit on that. I just think, it's, you know, it's mad. Singing vet, uh, you know, fucking juggling, um, juggling cop, <laughs> you know. It's great. I love it. Um, she sings a bit of Taylor Swift. And you know what? It is good because she's five. Hey! Anyway, I give her two and a half stars. I'm, I'm not I'm not pulling any punches here, right? She sings a bit of Taylor Swift. Uh, she's two and a half stars. It's fine. It's a nice start. Singing vet. A bit of fun. She's wearing a coat. Singing. Great. Here for it. I also have the stamina for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Tubbs has come out. He's given the puns. He's the opening act, right? He's Or he's the MC. And then, you know, or the kind of the song was kind of the opening act. And then you have Tubbs being the MC, and then you're bringing on the first act. So you can tolerate someone who hasn't quite figured out their first five minutes yet. You know what I mean? Because you have the energy for it. You couldn't be putting this person in as a closer because you'd you'd be laughed out, and you'd need someone who has serious fucking chops to get you back. You know what I mean? Um, so you can tolerate it now. Then you got Billy Brady. He's wearing a mullah. This chap's rocking a mullah. And let me tell you. Uh, millennials and all you young hot bloke millennials who listen to this podcast I know you're rocking your mullet right now I know there's someone right now who's listening to this rocking the mullet and you've no idea about the history of the mullet right this kid knows everything and he says it's a it's the fucking business of the front party in the back this is a young fellow who knows the ethos of the mullet better than any of you zoomers I don't care how jacked you are and how hot you are and how much you want to put my head put my head on your chest because you're so big right people who are listening to this but <laughs> he knows the ethos of the mullet. And, but it looks shocking. It looks pretty bad. And unfortunately, he throws his barber under the bus, Denise, uh, in Kilcullen. Yeah, Denise cuts my hair. She's a barber. Uh, Denise is uh, now putting, <laughs> putting, uh, packing away her bits. She's been sacked from this barber's in, uh, in Kilcullen. She's putting her, whatever it is, far side or whatever it is. What's the name of the homicide? You know, the stuff you put all the combs in. Anyway, so then uh, 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 Ryan says, what do you like about Kilcullen so much? And he goes, uh, the centra. I like the pasta in the centra. 
<laughs> um, you know what? I love it. I love, and it's actually a good recommendation. I might check it out if I'm in Kilcullen. Check out the pasta. Um, and Centra, if you're listening to this, send this cunt a fucking load of pasta, please. Okay, that's how you can get ahead in life. Send this kid a load of uh, a load of pasta. He's a testament to Fulcher Ireland, to say. Uh, I'll be avoiding Denise's barbers like the plague, but I'll be going straight into the Kilcullen Centre to get myself some pasta. Um, now, the unfortunate thing about Billy is um, ACAB, bro, ACAB. All cops are Billy's because Billy wants to become a guard of Shiacana. The unfortunate thing is... Ryan's like, why do you want to become a guard? And he goes, I want to arrest people. I'm like, ah, here we go. Here we fucking go. He's in it for the power, right? If there's an application form for for being a guard, I, I, I honestly think that the first question should be, very casually, what's your name? Great. What's your age? 23 and a half. Right? <laughs> Murta, 23 and a half. And then it says, uh, do you want power? Um, and there's only a yes tick, right? Because I'll leave it blank. If there's a no, it'll also show intelligence, right? And if they take that yes, then the, you need to bin that application. Do you know what I mean? You need to bin that application. If they're not in it for the community, you know? And this kid is not in it for the community. This kid actually reminds me of the guard who was so fucking high on his own power that he interrupted me. I've talked about this many times. When I was midstream of a piss, uh, on a bin, to be fair to me, in Temple Bar. And as soon as the fucking piss hit the cobblestone, there was someone behind me saying, excuse me, what are you doing? And trying to embarrass me. Sorry, I'm National Treasure Tony Cantwell here. And this is before I was National Treasure. This is before I had my blue tick on Instagram. <laughs> right? This is before I had my blue tick on Instagram. So you probably didn't know, you know? I, I need to figure out a way of actually wearing that as a badge. I need to get my blue tick made as a badge. <laughs> so people, you know, don't give me shit in real life, you know? Um, but he said, I said, uh, he says, excuse me, what are you doing there? And, you know, obviously, I'm like, what does it look like I'm fucking doing? And then I've talked about this time and time again. And he made me feel this small. And you can't see right now, but my finger and my middle, my, my index finger and my thumb are millimeters apart. He made me feel this small, right? Um, because what was I going to do? I kept pissing. And it's not like I can stop pissing. He was making me, he was making me continue the crime for his own entertainment, you know? Um and it's like, do you know what? If if everyone pisses here, maybe put a fucking jacks here, bro. Maybe all the tax that I'm paying on the 10 pints I've had, probably about 30 quid tax, if you're getting three quid. Hey, government. Hey, government. If you're getting three quid from every pint that I'm necking, how about that 30 quid goes to a fucking jacks here rather than this the power-hungry clown here? And I like guards, some guards. You know? I've met nice guards, I'll say that. You know? Um... I don't, I don't, I don't mind guards. <laughs> anyway, this kid sounds like he's in it for the wrong reasons. Uh, so I give him um, two stars. You know, actually, do you know what? I give him one. No, I like. I did like the recommendation about the pasta. I'll give him one and a half stars. You're getting a half star for the recommendation, but let me tell you something, Billy Brady. That pasta, that pasta better be on fucking Rosa Madre fucking levels. To be getting that half star for me. Anyway, then Ryan fucks a load of Jacob's biscuits at the crowd. I hate the USA box. Of all the biscuit boxes, USA is probably one of the worst in ho. Um, I don't like it. But um, they love it. And there's a hamper for everyone. I really want a box of biscuits. But again, I've said this before. You can't just go in and buy yourself a tin of biscuits. Like, I'm thinking to myself, my ma always had, like, celebrations and miniature heroes and biscuits around. Where where did she get them? Like, did she did someone get her them or did she buy them? Because I can't, you don't buy yourself those. You buy them and then give them as gifts. I can't be buying myself a tin of biscuits. 
But I want them now. I don't want them when I will be given them. If I'm if I wait to be given them, it's going to be the fucking twenty sixth of December when I get all that shite. And I kind of want it now. So if, look, look. If anyone who knows me is getting me a tin of biscuits, can you please just get them for me now? Okay. I don't want to be waiting until the twenty fourth when I'm full of fucking grease and I'm like new me, new year, new me. Right? I want them now. Okay. I want the biscuits now. That's the kind of mood I'm in. All right. Anyway, they're loving having a load of biscuits fucked to them. They get a Jacob's biscuit hamper. Uh, for everyone in the audience which is kind of what everyone gets anyway every year even if you're not on the late late just by living in Ireland you get one um, so then the, you get little TikTok dancing kids it's about damn time um, but unfortunately not one of the kids goes in a minute I'm gonna need a sentimental men a woman to bump me up you don't get any of that um, but what you do get is some adorable kids singing and dancing on their awards um, in Temple Street and I'm fucking here for these kids and god when they came, when they brought in this whole uh, toy show TikTok thing, um, it was all these kids. The first year of being a dad, and it's COVID year, and no audience, and it's all these kids dancing. And you know that these kids have probably like, separated from their larger families. You know, they're you know probably just have one care who with a mask who has to be there, and they're dancing. Um, so I do like this when they bring out this whole toy show talk thing, and they get kids. Um, with disabilities to come on and have because I just I, I I get I well up when I think of some kid who has some sort of disability some sort of affliction and they see someone else and they get excited and they're like oh that's me someone like me oh god so I love that I love giving more kids that kind of spotlight uh, unlike some of this pardon the, the pun some of the kids at the spotlight stage school who don't deserve it um, Anyway, then you have Kalen Green from East Wall. He's a Liverpool fan, and he's also a little stunner, a little heartthrob, this young fella. Um, and um, he's got the trifecta. He's a Liverpool fan. He's got stunning long hair, and he loves Lego. I mean, put that on your Tinder profile, Kalen, and you'll be beating them away with a stick, um, whoever you like. He also says, I'll go swimming with my nana, and then when we finish, we get a lot, so we can hopefully one day buy a camper van. Well, if that doesn't sound like the greatest flick I've ever heard in my life, if that doesn't sound like it's young lungfuls from Eastwall, and it like screenwriters spend years trying to figure out how to dilute exposition to someone's life story into a sentence like that. I go swimming with my nana, and then when we're finished, she gets the lot, so hopefully one day we can get a camper van. Like that perfect line tells me everything I need to know about Kalen Green give him everything he loves Liverpool and he says and he knows his stuff as well he's quite eloquent he goes do you know what other teams not all some of the players are good I found with Liverpool all the players are good and this guy knows his stuff uh, Terry thinks this he's like oh he definitely has had media training <laughs> um, uh, and then he plays a little game with Ryan where he's kicking a ball into the net and Ryan is like blindfolding them, whatever, and he's like, how well, how well do you think you're going to do? And Caitlin's like, uh, well, I think I'm going to do pretty well because how good you are, I think you're a zero out of 500. <laughs> I think you're a zero out of 500. <laughs> anyway, they blindfold him. So, uh, and then I was thinking, do you know what would be funny is everyone runs away. They blindfold him, then everyone runs away. I thought that'd be funny. Uh, they didn't do that. Instead, what they do is they replace Ryan in the goal with Keevan Kelleher. Kevin Callagher, Liverpool's number one. Um, he was actually I'm a bit pally with. He's actually one of my very good friends on Instagram. Um, Liverpool goalkeeper Kevin Callagher, uh, Irish goalkeeper Kevin Callagher. He's great. He's brilliant. Um, and he's my best friend. We chat on Instagram all the time. Um, and the the reaction is priceless. Kalen can't believe what he's seen. He takes off. He sees Kevin Callagher. He runs and hugs him in that kind of way where he can tell his legs have just gone to jelly. And he needs to use this hug to see if what he's seen in front of him is real. He's fantasized about this. He wraps his arms around him. 
and he'd almost to be like, is this real? Is this the real guy? You know? Hopefully I'll get a reaction like that sometime when I go on as balloon. Um, he gets a jersey signed by every Liverpool player and a field trip to Anfield. Four stars. Four stars. Hey, you can call this kid a pizza because he's a four star in my eyes. Speaking of four stars, uh, next up you have four stars sitting on one piano. Four kids absolutely laying into this piano. These this four, four kids, right? Now, they're Asian kids, right? And I, I'm here for that. I feel like when we see Asian kid playing the piano, it's like, okay, I'm glad somebody made the effort. I'm glad, because you know it's going to be good, right? With the greatest respect. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid being a young Asian kid learning the piano because the bar is so high. I, I've never seen a, a bad Asian kid on the piano, okay? So it's, it's unfortunate. If you're like a <laughs> little kid, you know, of Asian descent, and, you know, you just want to noodle around with the piano... You know, and you're just trying to go that. If you're fucking around with that shit, I'm sorry, you have to quit. Because your reputation, <laughs> or sorry, your racial stereotype is immaculate, okay? So unfortunately, um, if you've got an Asian kid and they're just noodling around, ooh, you might need to find something else. Anyway, these kids are amazing. Four stars on one piano. They absolutely, uh, there was like smoke pluming from the piano after they were done. Um, and they didn't get invited over to the couch. Carson didn't invite him over for panel after the show. Um, that's what, how it would happen on the Johnny Carson show. They'd invite him over on the panel to chat after the, uh, a particularly good set. But uh, that doesn't happen here. Ryan doesn't even talk about them. All right. Uh, okay, I've been talking for a while, and I told Terry I'd only be 45 minutes. Okay, <laughs> okay, right, I'm going to steam through this. Um, so Ryan does a bit of airplane content. They bring on Aaron Gibbons, who runs out and gives Ryan a big hug. Uh, not in the same way that Kalen ki- ki- hugged Keevan, um, but in a, you know, kind of just, oh yeah, I kind of do, I hug everyone. I'm a bit touchy-feely. Now, they do a kind of TSA thing where they're putting, um, not TSA, customs thing, where they're bringing a bag through check or whatever like that. Uh, Ryan, again, pretends that he's ashamed of the pink bag that he has, which I don't like. I don't like how he, um, how he shames pink. I have my young flair to toe in pink, and I have... A young one. Do you say? Do you say young one? Young fella. Young one. What do you say? Do you say young one? I need to wrap my head around this. I need to wrap my head around this uh, colloquial Dublin slang <laughs> about my daughter. What's the colloquial Dublin slang, guys? About in there, we're all spinning. About in. What's the colloquial Dublin slang for your daughter? Um, I'm not putting in the song there. Um, okay, so look, uh, yeah, what, yeah, so yeah, I don't like how he didn't like the pink bag, but maybe kids find that funny. I think kids do find that funny, um, but I think it's low hanging fruit. Anyway, uh, they get in a flight, they do a whole flight thing. They have uh, a, a made plane that they're moving around. the 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 cameraman is shaking it. There's sound effects. They're wearing aviators and they're they're wearing hats. Even the young fellow, little Aaron Gibbons, he goes, he gets on the in the intercom and he goes. Um, if you want some food, you have to pay for it. Ah, <laughs> it was really good. I honestly have to say, maybe the best set piece in Toy Show history, Imho. I thought it was great. Or not even maybe the best, but not an ounce of fat on it. I thought it was perfect. More stuff like this. Less dressing kids up against their will. Or in a funny kind of, let's make a spills you think are going to be funny. And they're not funny because they never spill the right way. Unless Ryan spills it on himself. Okay, we're going to make a pizza and here's all the flour. Unless he dunks it on his head, it's not going to be funny. Okay? Um, like, that's why slime happens on children's TV from the top down. Because messes are only funny when you're fucking doused in it. Okay? So, 
that those whole messy set pieces, less of that, more let's reenact getting on a flight. I thought it was great. Anyway, this young fella gets a tour at the airport, which he was very happy with. Um, I just hope those fucking pink bibs in uh, in Dublin airport don't give him any fucking slack. Uh, <laughs> those pink bibs. Excuse me, where are you going? Excuse me, respect the bib, okay? You're walking the wrong way. I'm a pink bib in Dublin Airport. You're going the wrong way. And you see these, do you know what I find funny? When you see the really fucking tough tough guys who are working there in Dublin Airport wearing a little pink bib. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me, where do you think you're going? Like, look, bro, I don't care if you've got a fucking knife in your back pocket. You're wearing a pink bib, bro. I'm going to keep walking the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to keep walking the wrong way. Um. I know they're lovely, but someone did give me a bit of lip one time when I had to go in about something. I left something on a flight, and then someone found it for me, and I had to go in not the traditional way. Because that's the thing in Dublin Airport. They just want it's just a fucking maze. And the whole thing they want is just people walking the right way. And if you go the wrong way, tisk tisk tisk. So I was walking the wrong way into a room I wasn't supposed to go in, and someone gave me a bit of lip. And this is before I had my blue tick. <laughs> anyway, then you have... Then you have... For everyone in the audience, a two hundred quid voucher from Falcher Ireland. Don't don't we pay for Falcher Ireland? <laughs> Isn't that haven't we just paid our tax? Like I just paid my tax, and then all these, all these fucking rosy cheeked Santa hat wearing Clems in the crowd are getting two hundred quid of my money. I wasn't very happy with that, but I'm too I'm on cloud nine now with my baby, so I don't really mind. But still, I wouldn't mind having that in the back pocket. Anyway, then Sive comes out, and Sive has a brace. She wears like a body brace. Um, and so she kind of like turns her body with her her neck. You know, she can't really bend over properly, she was saying. And um, what a fucking ray. Ray of sunshine was Sive. Brace yourself for your hearts to be melted because um, she's fucking great chat. She's, um, she's impromptu. She doesn't have the kind of lines rehearsed. You know what I mean? She just knows her shit. She tells a couple of jokes. She says um, people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the Abu Dhabis do. Great. You know what I mean? Although, why the fuck does she know what a Flintstone is? There's probably some parent there being, okay, so this is a Flintstone, and um, this is what a Flintstone is, um, and one of the Flintstones says this thing, and that's why this joke's funny. You know? They don't give a shit about the Flintstones, you know? But anyway, the audience liked that. Um, she goes, why do nurses use red crayons? To draw blood. And I'm like, that's so sweet, because she probably had to give a lot of her blood. She probably had to, you know, have her blood tested for things. I don't know what happens when you have a brace. Um... Then she tells stories about all her friends in the hospital, how she got a water gun from one of the nurses and sprayed the nurse. And then her friends from the ward. No, sorry. Firstly, then she sings a song called Raining Rainbows. Okay? And she's not a, a trained performer. And she's great. She puts the spotlight stage school. Hey, how about we turn off the spotlight in spotlight stage school and give people like Sive the spotlight? I thought she was bloody brilliant. But like, she's not obviously professional. But you're willing to be like, that's great. I'm willing to hear those kind of notes from a girl, you know, from a girl who has written this song herself and is brave enough to fucking go on the late late. And also just talk about how there's kids who are sick and there's kids who are on wards. And she's properly doing it for them, you know. And she talks about her friends who were on the ward, uh, Ellie Mae and Jack and Ollie. And then guess what? Ellie Mae, Jack and Ollie come out. And And I think this is what she said. I think this is what she said. But she goes to Jack. Jack's a little boy. Right, a little five or six year old or whatever. And she just looks at Jack and she goes, Jack, your hair! Because he had a full head of hair. And I'm just assuming maybe there was, so, you know, Jack maybe had chemo before then. Ugh! And she says, Jack, your hair. 
hey, Hollywood screenwriters, get that on a fucking line in a script. That's everything you need to know about what these kids went through. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And they all get sent to Disneyland Paris for five days. And Jack is in so disbelief that he goes, actually, I'm going when I'm 12. Actually, I'm going when I'm 12. Are you excited, Jack? I'm actually going to go when I'm 12, he says. You know? (laughs) And if that was Pat Kenny sitting on the couch next to Jack, he would have been, okay, there you are. And ripped up the tickets. That's how spiteful he is. But Ryan actually knows what a child is. So he's like, oh, Jack, well, look, you go at your own pace, bud. You know? And also, do you know what? You got a fucking second lease on life? Absolutely, Bean. Yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm too busy smelling the fucking roses over here, Ryan. I'm loving life. Um... And then meanwhile, they're literally getting a flight to Disneyland for five days, the whole lot of them. And I was just thinking, this kid who loves planes is probably just staring on in disbelief. <laughs> Being like, what? You're sending me to fucking Dublin Airport? And these guys are getting on a plane? Um, then you have Jeremiah. Sorry. So I will give. Sorry. Kid who loves. Um, I haven't been. Have I been ranking these kids? Kaylin Green is four stars. Uh, the kids who play the piano, I give them five stars. Uh, Aaron Gibbons, I give three and a half stars. No, I give them four stars. Sive and everyone else, I give three and a half stars. There was something missing. I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, Jeremiah and Jane uh, come out. They love superheroes and dress as superheroes. Look, um, you can call these kids Captain America's Shield. <laughs> they love superheroes. Well, you can call these kids Captain America's Shield because there's one star between them. One star between them. I was very unimpressed. And again, someone said that about my kid. I would fucking flay them alive. But I have to say, these kids do an awful rendition of We Don't Talk About Bruno. And look, if you're the parents of these kids, I know I don't want to antagonize you, but I don't. I just don't think anyone can stand by their rendition of "We Don't Talk About Bruno." It was out of sync. It was out of time. It was out of pitch. It was. Um, and and look, those kids who played the piano took as much time as these kids singing "We Don't Talk About Bruno," and they, you know, they stole the show. Five minutes of my time is still five minutes of my time. I know. People think because they're on the panel or because they're, you know, being interviewed by Ryan and there's a microphone there that, oh, well, this can go a little bit haywire. Nah. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Right? If it's on the stage and there's no Ryan and the lights are down and the and the music's playing, or if the lights are up and Ryan's interviewing, it's still five minutes of my time. My time. Not my time. Not my time. Not my time. Okay? So it was, so it, I think the same level, a minute is still a minute and it needs to be respected. These kids robbed me of five minutes of my life. You know, I could have been playing playing Marvel Snap. Anyway, so anyway, then um, Ryan starts singing. Um, I wrote down here they're not even sick. These kids, you know, um, one star. Anyway, moving on. Not that I didn't want them to be sick. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just saying they don't get a pass by any means. You know what I mean? Um, then uh, Ryan sings a rendition of "Let It Snow," uh, and again I wrote here Ryan can sing. But should he? Which is a question we should all be asking ourselves. Just because, you know, just be, but, but, but before you knew what you had, you 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 packaged it, you slapped it on a lunchbox, and you're selling it. You're selling it. Uh, and I just want to ask, um, uh, you know, just because you you could doesn't mean you should. You know, um, I can't believe it. <laughs> the only one defending me is the bloodthirsty lawyer. Um, yeah. So just because he could doesn't mean that he sh- does it mean that he should. Um, no. You know, so then we move on to Katrina. Katrina comes out. Katrina is. I've talked about. You know, we watched um, um, Love on the Spectrum. I haven't actually watched more than the first season, and I really enjoyed it. I, I should watch it again. Um, and it, it came up on that that there's so few, not so few, but it, 
autism is not autism is not recognizable in 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 girls as as quick as it is in in boys and um girls are are whatever um what's the word fucking diagnosed as autistic much later on in life and katrina was is one of those and she's really excited she loves harry potter and she literally says she's like i have an ability with autism you know it's beautiful you know it's a, it's a very beautiful encouraging thing she's like it's not a superpower but it is an ability you know um and and it's it's nice and she's properly going out there flying the flag you know and and you know as well right and this is just a little side note i've i I've, i have a daughter right now right and it hasn't necessarily like it's not like oh sorry i actually know women sorry i have a daughter okay so of course i respect women you know i've always respected women i've always been a feminist okay um but i did know i did also notice it with this probably is not the place to be talking about this right now but whatever uh, i did notice it with terry's pregnancy that you know trying to get more information about it and trying to get it the information about giving birth and pregnancy is not as public as it would be if there was men and this is not fucking rocket science this has been said time and time again to, to anyone you know um it's actually hard to get the truth about the recovery of giving birth um and a lot of a lot of women feel like they might be kind of ruffling feathers by even talking candidly about their labor or about their giving birth and their pregnancy you know about the recovery that all you know and some people it can sometimes lead to massive issues after you've given birth if you haven't seen a physio after most women not not every woman is recommended to see a physio or anything like that after giving birth and you have to actually educate yourself about these things um i'm not telling anyone they have to educate but you like you actually have to go out of your way to even get the information about this so it's no wonder that so many people have massive issues after giving birth okay but then also right i'm trying to f- figure my wrap my head around cleaning the vagina for the first time right and especially when you have a baby gives her does their first poo right it's, it, there's, there's a point to this okay there's a point to this and it's that black fucking tar and i'm trying to clean this and i know what a pe- i know how to clean around a penis right i don't know how to clean around a vagina and i i couldn't find online a we- like an instructional video to do that right i couldn't find that and i know it's because that's a vagina I know that there's probably some fucking reason that I can't see how to clean a vagina because people are afraid or ashamed or weirded out by vaginas because of the fucking patriarchy. I know for a fucking fact that I did a, a bad, a, a worse job cleaning her <laughs> cleaning her after her first nappy because of the fucking patriarchy not showing me how to clean a fucking vagina properly. Just show it to me. We're not being weird about this. We're all grown-ups. It isn't a fucking, you know... It's just how these things are viewed. A, a, a penis is seen everywhere. It's seen on a fucking fountain. It's seen on a little piddling boy. A little cherub, a little fountain, willies everywhere. Vagina. Like, I, 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 I'd never even fucking seen it. I'm not saying they should be everywhere. But we should just all be a little bit fucking chill. There's girls and there's boys. This is not the last little fucking mini baby feminist rant you've heard from me. I promise you that. And it's the same kind of negligence with with female medicine that it's not diagnosed you're you know it's this not negligence but it's just not broadcast it's harder to find and if things are harder to find then things go undiagnosed and they're harder to diagnose and then you know so i didn't have a fucking clue so that's my little segue about autism and little vaginas um and she's great katrina she gets a little message from emma watson um which she really likes but i think emma watson should have been there shame on you emma watson you'll fucking go to amnesty over at you'll you'll go to amnesty over uh, someone saying boo to a goose 
but she won't come here for this girl. I know she. It was nice of her to send a message. Um, and then you have Cuckoo, who may be the star of the show. Cuckoo is uh, all these fourteen, fifteen kids. They're grandkids. They're all cousins, right? And they were all taught trad instruments from their granny Cuckoo, uh, which is cute, which is cute, right? And um, and so they all. So then Cuckoo comes out, and uh, she's a lovely old woman. And they, they play a song. They play a, a lovely trance song. Someone even does a bit of dancing, you know. Um, and it's lovely. But I'll tell you, if that was my nana, and they were like, all right, here's all the grandkids. Here's all the Catwells. Uh, okay, show us what your nana taught you. It would be us all at the same time putting a big roast in the microwave and putting it on for 16 minutes. <laughs> Fucking nuking the roast. That's all we do. There you are. That's what my nana taught me. <laughs> you know. Um, but... Um, <laughs> but and I, was, I thought it was funny Cuckoo her name is Cuckoo right not because as I found out uh, she used to let her husband sleep with other women you know um, Cook Cuckoo you know uh, it's actually because her uh, one of the one of the uh, kids used to call her that which is cute you know um, then you have Anastasia and Molly uh, one's from the Ukraine one's not and you know because they're white you can't tell <laughs> um no, they're lovely, and they're really nice. They're good friends. Uh, they're very good friends, um, and it's very sweet. It's very sweet to see a nice, positive representation of immigration. Isn't that nice that someone now has a new friend? You know? Isn't that nice? Eastwall? <laughs> the people of Eastwall? Um, uh, Kaylin Green's uh, uh, granny, who was trying to get that camper van so she can move out of Eastwall. I don't know. They, they should have been told. They should have been told. Everyone should be told. Um Anyway, moving on. Um, so then she says, so uh, Molly speaks a bit of Ukrainian, um, and then Anastasia says, no, like, on a ditch. And it's beautiful, and it's sweet. And then uh, Molly's brother comes out, and he looks like Buzz from Home Alone, which I thought was cool. You know, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were coming from Odessa. Um, but he does. That's the difference. He does. He would let her sleep in his room if she was coming from Odessa, and she did. Then you have Mason, who's from Cow. So I give Anastasia and Molly um, two stars. Um, and I give Cuckoo's family three and a half stars. Uh, then you have Mason from Cavan. Uh, Mason is called Mason because his father is a stonemason, which I thought was fun. Uh, I thought, you know, that'd be like me calling my son um, Gas Cunt Lickout Master. <laughs> Come here, Gascunt. This is Gascunt Lickout Master. Would you stop it, Gascunt Lickout Master? Um, anyway, then they make a set out of... Uh, um, they make a Titanic out of Lego, which I thought was fun. And I thought, oh my God, here's going to come James Cameron. You can't get him off the fucking TV promoting Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, but he doesn't come out. And then weirdly, I'd, maybe I'd look down, or I didn't see this, but Ryan goes blank a little bit. And then he goes, well, you know, you're the king. You're from Cavan. And I think you are the king of Cavan. And he starts dressing him up as a king. And there was a, a Titanic kind of kind of stage kind of thing to stand on that I kind of assumed he was going to stand on and go, I'm the king of the world. But that didn't happen, I don't think. Maybe I'm misremembering it. And then he goes, well, I think you're from Cavan and you're the king of Cavan. I think he, he pulled a segue out of his arse and it wasn't very good. And um, Fatty Burke was on the WhatsApp saying, he's no fucking king of mine. And I thought, you know. It's fair, you know what I mean? He was really dressed as like King George. Uh, not even King Charles, King George. Anyway, then he starts waving the flag. All the kids come through. Um, it's fine. 
there's no one really there's no fancy car i think this would have been fun, fun to do something a little bit different um yeah mason's getting a one star from me and that's not his you know yeah but i said i just didn't get much from yeah he likes titanic yeah nice whatever stop wasting my time one star um and then i wrote here mark kills it on the drums i'm bored of the shite i don't even know what that means um and then you got ruby burke then you got defying gravity and then terry you know we were just kind of saying look that's a hard song for anyone to sing like can you not even get like hey jude can you have someone sing you know um you're the one that i want you are the one i want ooh 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 honey if you're going to give someone a broadway tune adina menzel on a good day can't do defying gravity so it's a lot for a kid to be doing is all I'll say on that. Then you have Ruby Burke. She's got like a furry Barbie and van life Barbie. Hashtag van life Barbie. Um, she paints Ryan a jelly bean thing. One star. Uh, then you have the library section. Uh, the munchkin kid who's stamping the books is in character the whole time. Proper. A bit too antagonistic for improv, I'd say. You know, if I was an improv teacher, I'd be like, okay, well, look. This is a bit too confrontational and a bit too transactional. That I don't know if we're going to find any good scene here. You know, I'd probably say that. Um... Then you have a little daughter, a little daughter, see here, my mind's working now. Uh, you have a little girl called Meadow, and she sings Peg in Lettermore. Oh, darn God, me, she Peg in Lettermore. And she sings it so much. And the audience, who are clearly quite pissed right now, because it's towards the end of the night, they're like, oh, garum, garum, me, she, and they're, they're clapping her off the fucking planet, you know? Um... Whatever. Uh, then you have Kalen Jones. He's like our little Walmart kid. Um, our own little Walmart. Uh, Ramsey, whatever his name is, kid. Uh, you know, the Yodeling kid. Um, so he's good. He doesn't know what to do with his hands, though. I think I just... Sorry, I got really bored here at the end. Um, yeah, and I just didn't write any notes here. I, I think I liked him, though. I think he was good. I give him one star, though, because I can't remember. Um, sorry, Kalen. Uh, I give all the library kids one star. Uh, then you have Emmy... And she's a girl who loves comedy and football. And she's standing in front of a brick wall with a microphone. But then you go, she goes over and starts playing with a selfie camera. And I'm like, oh, no. Is she not going to do a bit of stand-up, right? But she does. And she's great. And Ryan is given a gusto. The audience need to be fucking ashamed of themselves for not laughing at this little girl's jokes. She comes out. She wants to be a stand-up. She really wants to be a stand-up. And will you hear this? Since then, Enya Martin, right? got on the radio with her and asked Emmy if she would like to be the opening act at our Vicar Street shows. Fucking shame on RTE for not getting any comedian to offer that and that someone who's watching at home has to do the work. And she was delighted. She's going to be opening the Vicar Street for Enya Martin. And I guarantee that crowd is going to do a much fucking better job than this late, late crowd. And she had great patter. She had great timing. They were good jokes. They were in. They were. They had good personality before they got to the joke. You know, she was painting a whole picture of her, her, her whole, her whole life. She had more kind of like uh, presence in the first lead up to the joke than you'd see some people doing the, the five minute at the Haypenny Bridge in. You know, I was very impressed with her. I think Cherry Comedy might be reaching out as well if she'd like to do a spot. And like, guys. Fucking laugh, you clowns! If you if you if you have the ability to go for someone singing "Pagan Letter More," you have the ability to go "Ha ha ha" at the end of when the person has stopped talking. If you don't find it funny, just laugh when they stop talking. Are you serious? Do you need fucking 
Read a book on how to be a fucking human, late, late audience. Late, late audience, I give you minus one star. And I give Emmy a whopping three and a half stars. <laughs> then Ryan, um, she also loves football. Actually, yeah, sorry, this was the thing. This is why they didn't bring out a comedian, because she actually loves football. Um, yeah, okay, sorry, not shame on you, because <laughs> I forgot about this. She bring, they bring, She loves football, and so they bring out the fucking Irish squad. The real Irish squad, the fucking ladies Irish squad, the successful Irish squad, right? With the greatest respect, Keevan. I love you, uh, Keevan Gallagher. Uh, but they bring out the good squad <laughs> and um, the ladies of Ireland. And in a really awkward way, she's like, oh, well, here's two of the players. And then here's two of the players. And then here's two of the players. And bring them all out from different spots. I'm liking the fact that, that Ryan is educating us all about who the names of all the players. I know we should go out of our way to, to know. You know, we should know these ladies... Um, I was going to say inside and out, but Jesus, oh my God, pardon. I don't mean that intimately. I mean, we should know them, know their names um, because we're going to be cheering on uh, next year is World Cup year as far as I'm concerned. Fuck this one. Fuck this one. And we better be on it. We're going to be on it, right? We're all going to be fucking, we're going to Australia. Anyway, so anyway, then he goes, they line up and Ryan goes to each one of them. And these are fucking sports people, right? These are sports people. They're not used to like, being on, like, talk shows and, you know, having the small talk and all that kind of stuff. So he he kind of jumps by each one of them and he goes, you're going to us and 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 you're going to us to, like, 11 of them. And then eventually goes to Emmy and you're also going to us, Australia, because you're going to go to the World Cup and you're going to go to all the Ireland matches. And what a gift that is! Emmy is absolutely delighted. And then they sing, um, singing... Singing Stars, I wrote down. I don't remember what song it was. Then I wrote Shite Show. Shite Show at the end. I didn't think it was great. And I give Emmy three and a half stars, yeah. And a boola bus to the Colleeny, uh of Kish, uh, the Kish fella Colleeny, um for coming on board. That was a that was a, a big get, you know. Um, but generally, I would say, apart from Keevan and those ladies, mm, I think they could have done a little. I think they got a little bit more. You know, they had the edge on video giving a kid a guitar, one of his own guitars before. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, bring back the DJ kids from the one Sonic gave a load of shit to. Anyway, so that's what I thought of it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I think they should do better, and I think they should surprise us next year. And I think they could do it having a new producer just for the late, late. I think they should have. I don't know how it works, right? But that's what I think. I'm not going to dwell on it too long. I'm going to go back to my girls, okay? And uh, thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you in the new year. That's me done, right? I'm not going to be around. I have a podcast coming out next week with Shane Daniel Byrne and Killian Sunderman that we recorded in a Toyota. That's coming out next week. Um, But aside from that, if you want to hear more from me, um, there'll be one more podcast this Friday on the Patreon. And then I'm taking a bit of a break. I'm going to enjoy Christmas. I'm going to enjoy paternity. And I'm going to see you in the new year. I love you. Thank you. This is my third year doing this podcast. This is my third annual toy show. Thank you so much for listening to this. I love you. (laughs) I fancy you. And thank you for making my life um, a, an absolute joy. All the best. Bye-bye.